My name is Joy Green, and I want the world to be like camp. I fully support that. Good morning, campers! Have no fear, happy campers, this year it's a summer camp-themed podcast where we reminisce about the stuff that we missed, about the best summers we ever had. And there will be reflection and lots of introspection and a great selection of guests that will stop by. So grab a glass of bug juice, relax, and say hi to both your hosts. We're Julie and Sammy, your podcast family. We're going to start the show. All right. Hey, happy campers. Guess what? We have the best guest ever for you this week. Sammy nailed it. Sammy was was eager. Sammy did the reach out. <laughs> Sammy got Joey from Queer Eye to be on Happy Campers. Woo! What up? Joey, say yeah. hi. Hello. Thank you for having me. It's exciting. <laughs> Thank you so much for chatting with us. We are so excited to have you on the podcast. Um, for those of you who don't know or haven't watched yet, you should go watch episode two of the third season of Queer Eye because Joey is the hero and he is a, the director. Yeah, I actually just got prog- uh, the, promoted to uh, program manager. Okay. Um, year-round position. At the time of the shooting, uh, I was the summer program director. Okay. Oh, so now you have a full-time year-round. Year-round, place to stay. Yeah. I, I the, the dream is alive. Yeah. Full-time camping professional. Yes. I, that's a, like my title now. Yeah. I'm a professional camper. That's <laughs> the dream job. Um, and he was had an amazing episode where yeah. he felt all the feels and uh he also got a cool new apartment and uh bonding time with your son and a lot of cool stuff um okay so let's talk about your camp first okay um tell us about it's called wildwood which we have wildwood Yes, it's a Wildwood uh, Outdoor Education Center, and uh, it's kind of been cool because since the airing of the episode, there's been a few uh, places that have popped up, and we're like, we're Wildwood too, we're Wildwood too, and so there's been this comment thread of uh, all of these Wildwoods from all over the country. Um, Our specific uh, organization, we focus on summer camp. Uh, We do have an outdoor school program. In fact, that's what I'm gearing up for right now. We have a we have a small school that's coming out tomorrow, and we'll have groups almost every day through the month of May, wow. which will take us uh, right into um, basically summer staff training. We have about five internationals that will be on staff this year, so they'll be arriving to train for high ropes, lifeguarding, the specialist kind of stuff. And then uh, our summer camp counselors will uh, arrive the following week. Great. How did you originally get connected with Wildwood? Um, that's kind of a interesting – well, I, I had worked at summer camp just taking jobs as, like, a lifeguard and stuff like that. And a friend of mine back in, like, 1996 was uh, heading out to camp to work a group. And at first I didn't think anything of it. And then I was like, wait, it's April. What are you doing going to camp in April with a group? And he's like – uh, it's an outdoor school program. So, of course, I was like, tell me more. There's an opportunity for me to work, you know, more than just rearranging my life every summer so that I yeah. can camp. 
And uh, so I got, I got in and I got trained to do uh, adventure programming, high and low ropes courses. I got their ecology classes and, the, you know, the, the standard sort of fare for an outdoor school program. And I was hooked at that point. You know, I basically at the end of the last season sat down with my boss and said, you can just basically sign me up. You know, I'll be back in, in March. And of course I got the usual, you know, like these positions don't turn over very quickly. So instead of trying to move up through the Wildwood organization, uh, I just started going to camps all over the country. So I worked in different programs in Ohio. I did, I worked with a summer learning program in, uh, Michigan. I started a, a small theater company that went into uh, elementary schools to do improvisational theater. So that was kind of my way to actually bring camp to them. Um, theater kids and, too. Yeah. Well, you know, campfire, you know, it expands yeah. to just about everything. And so uh, many years passed. I had a kid. I kind of separated from the world for a while. And then uh, through a variety of circumstances, uh, I was able to. Uh, basically come back to Kansas and what's cool is almost exactly 20 years later this position came up and so I got to come back to Wildwood and the hope for me was that I'd be able to take all this experience that I had amassed you know over the last 20 years and kind of give it back to the organization that I started with and their mission has is is really cool because basically our motto is uh, kids grow better outside and so we if at all possible, we'll never turn a kid away from camp because they can't afford it. So I think the number is something like 80% of our kids receive some sort of financial assistance. That's amazing. And we love that so much. Uh, do you um, have sessions at Wildwood or is it like a seven week thing or is it like? Yeah, we have sessions. Uh, I think uh, we do four to six and then we have a, a rental group that comes in the middle of that. So we kind of break up the summer, uh, which last year worked pretty well because it was a nice breather for the summer staff, like right in the middle of everything. And it was the week after filming. Oh, yeah. um, so they, I can't say enough nice things about my 2018 summer staff because they really took the ball and ran with it while I was tied up making a TV show. Tied up a little bit. Yeah. But Everybody won in the end. I hope so. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite part about your job? You know, I think it's it, it's the idea. Gosh, I, I've answered this many times. I don't know why I'm struggling now. Um, I I love it when I see a kid's face, like get like get it or like make a discovery when, uh, or, or, or seeing them take the, the initiative on, on their own, um, where they, they just, they make a discovery and, and you can, you can recognize it and they don't have to say anything like the kid that's running from butterflies at the beginning of the week. Uh, and then at the end of the week, they're like chasing frogs and holding caterpillars. You know? <laughs> that's the growth that happens while they're out here. I think that's, probably what keeps me coming back and the lifestyle. I mean, just in general. Yeah, there you go. It's, it's that while you're at camp, everybody is a camper. There is no sort of line drawn between like, Oh, this is X type of camper. And this is X type of camper. It's like, as soon as you come through the gate, 
we're all here for the same reason. Love yes. that. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I, uh, and in fact, I used to, uh, <clears throat> I used to always say for that very reason, we would do these exercises where you say something that you want to see in the world. And my, my example was always, my name is Joey Green and I want the world to be like camp. I fully support that. Yeah. Forever. Did you have a camp experience as a kid? Yeah. Uh, in fact, when I was in second grade, the Cub Scouts came to my school to do a recruiting presentation and uh, they had all the forms and everything there. And so when I, I came home, uh, it wasn't, it was probably the first time in my life that I wasn't asking for permission. I was telling my mother that she needed to fill this out because I was joining. I'm doing this. <laughs> I couldn't do it without her. Um, <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, I would have just went home with the Cub Scout leaders. Um, <laughs> And then uh, I actually was very disappointed because you don't actually get to do a lot of the overnights and stuff till you're 10. Mm. Um, so yeah, I was literally like counting days oh. old enough to go on my own like overnight trips and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I, I grew up camping. Uh, and uh, I actually sort of progressed originally like it wasn't camping unless it involved a tent um, <laughs> and as I got older I, I was sort of educated it doesn't always have to be in a tent <laughs> they're lean-tos right exactly <laughs> just flip a canoe over <laughs> yeah exactly uh so okay so we know that your boss nominated you for Queer Eye is that how you ended up on there Yes, that's, that's exactly how it went. Uh, I was literally uh, filling out the paperwork and uh, there was a nomination form and she was uh, looking for uh, a guy um, and there aren't a lot of guys in our office and she didn't think that uh, the other guy would be interested. So before she confronted him, she was like, would you be interested? And I was like, yeah, sure. And so that made it easy for her. And then that sort of set uh, the dominoes falling, so to speak. When, when, when was that? That was almost exactly a year ago. So then a couple months later, they came to the camp and filmed. Yeah, the, let's see, we started the process in April. There were some questions um, and just some logistics that we had to work through. Right. Um, and then, of course, part of the premise of the show is like you're, you're, you're being swept away. Like these guys just arrive. Yeah. So, uh, since there's so many logistics and things to release forms and all of that kind of stuff, uh, I think a lot of the surprise was on their end. Yeah. They didn't know what it was going to look like. Like when they're rolling up in the episode and they're like, Oh my yeah. God, we're off the gravel. We're on a gravel road. Like that's legit. <laughs> Right. When they're like, oh my God, we're on a gravel road. And like, we, our camp is also off a gravel road. Like we turn on the gravel road and we're like, oh my God, we're so excited. And they're like, we have no idea what's about to happen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But that's, that's what makes camp amazing. I think is it's gotta be a little scary. Yeah. You always feel like you're losing your bearings little entering a a whole new world that, you know, a couple days you'll be like, oh, I don't want to go to the outside world. Right. Um, but it always has to feel like that jump and yeah. that's kind of the fun part. And I, I think all good experiences involve some kind of risk. For sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And camp is like such a safe place to like take a risk, right? Like 
you're doing something that might be scary that you haven't done before that you're maybe worried about, but like the stakes are so low, like right. you right. are in a safe place. Everyone yeah. is still going to like you after it's the best. Yeah. And I, I think that's it. I mean, the, the whole idea of, of creating both physically and emotionally safe place where you can do those scary things, you know, yeah. um, creating an environment where it's, it's, it's okay to fail. Yeah. So if you say you didn't, you weren't in the camp world and you were just living in Kansas city or something like that. And the fab five appeared, do you feel like you had a little bit of an easier time because you were in your element as it all was happening? Uh, I was, I was pretty uncomfortable the first. first <laughs> I like, I'm just trying to say like, it would have been more uncomfortable. <laughs> It could have been more uncomfortable, but I uh, imagine it was very uncomfortable. <laughs> well, I, I think, yeah, I think having sort of justification for some of the choices that I make, you know, like, you know, I, I chose to live in a camper, not necessarily because I wanted to be quasi homeless, but because it allowed me to sort of sidestep some of the issues that go along with staff housing. Sure. You know, cause then I had an RV, but then, you know, like anything with staff housing, like every, every benefit has some sort of cost. Um, and so, you know, living in a camper, man, I was sort of relegated to, do I have running water or am I going to have an electrical hookup? But in the end, you know, I've got the supplies that I need. Um, yeah. You know, and there's, there's a pool house, there's a bath house, there's cabins, you know, it's not like, you know, I, I kind of touch base on that in the in the episode. It's like if you want to take a bath, you can take a bath. <laughs> yeah. I they spun it to sound a little more like you were laissez-faire about the bath, though. <laughs> well, you know, beauty care, and that was that was the other thing. And I and I told Jonathan and Tan that they were probably the two that I was the most scared to talk to. Yeah. I mean, hygiene and fashion, and we're talking about camp, so it's like, wait. Part of the thing I love about camp is like I can wear cutoffs and not wash my hair and it's not a big yeah. deal and I can show up for campfire and be a little bit raggedy. Um, the thing that I thought was cool though was since it was shot at camp and it was in camp was in session, I think by the end of the first day or definitely by the end of the second day, a lot of the choices that I make made a lot more sense to them. Totally. They were also in the 100-degree heat with 90% humidity. They were also running from building to building. They were they were at camp as well. Right. It's, well, it seems like Tan really understood that because he took you to REI for your shopping experience. Like, that's like the camp mecca. And he didn't try to say, you know, uh, oops, sorry about that. I'm going to find out who we have a call from here in a second. Um, but, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I think – he didn't say, he didn't try to say, oh, well, you can fix this by taking showers more often. He says, if you can't do that, right. let's look at some options. And that was only one example, you know, the idea of like looking through the cotton shirt. Yeah. You know, yeah. He also just talked about finding gear that fits your lifestyle, you know, and, uh, and, and that was, was really was really good for me because that was something that I never thought about because clothing was just so low on my spectrum of priorities. Right. Um, and so the fact that we're at REI and 
he's showing me, you know, like good choices. And then it, it's really true. Like every, every piece of equipment or gear that he gave me to wear, like it's dual purpose. Right. Like I can wear it out in town and not feel like, you know, I just came from a campfire, even if I did. <laughs> They'd smell it on you. Even if you did just come from a campfire. Yeah, that smells good. It's the best smell. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and have you maintained your skincare routine that Jonathan gave you? Yeah. I mean, he was also, uh, very sort of adaptive to, to what I did. And, and that's been probably like one of the biggest things is with the sunscreen song. And there was a moment, it didn't make it to the film where he straight up scolded me and I deserved oh, it. Boy. Um, About because, what? Because of sunscreen. Oh, he would be so mad at me. I got so sunburned this weekend, literally just walking on the street. And someone, I was talking to my friend about it, and she was like, JVN would be really disappointed in you. Oh, yes. <laughs> he, I mean, because he was asking me about it while he was cutting my hair, you know. And, uh, you know, because the haircut takes almost as long as the episode. <laughs> Turn it down so, so that it'll fit. And uh, he literally was like, there is no such thing as a base tan. Because <laughs> I said that. It's like, once I get my base tan, you know, and he's like, no, there is no such thing. Uh, you have sun damage every time you're exposed to the sun, whether, you know, and he, yeah, he's right. Um, so now I wear sunscreen every day. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he did give me some really cool stuff. Like uh, the, the other thing, was uh, he, he kind of tried to adapt it to a more environmentally friendly, you know, like he didn't just slap me down with a whole bunch of like expensive products. He did give me some expensive products, don't get me wrong, and they're amazing. But uh, he also gave me like several different essential oils and some recipes for that kind of stuff. So if I wanted to make my own, I wouldn't have to go over and make the investment to buy, you know, whatever X brand. Right. And I thought that was really cool. It, did, it just showed me that, you know, he was authentic and he was listening. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Did you have a favorite experience out of the entire week of filming? I mean, I mean, cumulatively, each, maybe I had five, you know, like one yeah. for each, each person. Um, the, probably the, the one that comes to mind like immediately um, was I did get to talk to Bobby a fair amount while we were outside and there was just kind of some breakthroughs because I, I love camp and I'm surrounded by people that are camping people that love camp. And so it's really easy to just assume that everybody loves camp. Yeah. And I had to stop for a second and think, you know, maybe my son tolerates camp because dad loves camp. Mm. And that was a real big breakthrough for me because, you know, it's not that he hates it, but he is a teenage boy and he is going to want to have his friends over and he is going to want to have some sort of lifestyle and his own personality is going to evolve. So that was a real moment for me. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, the, uh, that that was really cool, and it was there was one moment I don't know if it was my favorite, but it was it was interesting where uh, they 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 come into camp and they're running around and everything is really really cool. And we're down at the archery range, 
and I'm collecting all of the arrows after they, they got their opportunity to shoot. And I look up and they've already gotten into the next round of arrows. <laughs> and all five of them are like pointing downrange, loading their arrows. Nothing malicious. They weren't like trying to like shoot me or anything, but like if they were campers, they would so be getting yelled at right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like the number one rule I remember from being an archery counselor. (laughs) (laughs) Never point the arrows at anyone. (laughs) Like a good metaphor for the week, right? Yeah. They're zeroing in on you. But uh, yeah, I mean, overall, like each person kind of took you to the side and we spent time together and they gathered as much footage as they could and then spliced it together. So uh, almost all of them, not all of them, uh, you know, had at least one meaningful conversation. That's awesome. Yeah. But those, those are some highlights, memories that popped up immediately. Have you made a porchetta this season yet? Uh, Porchetta is a little bit challenging, not because of preparation. It's a little challenging to make for everyone, right? Uh, it, well, they're very big. I mean, you, you cook two of those, and you're going to feed a pretty large group of people. But uh, it's not a traditional cut of meat. Yeah. So what they do is normally they take a pork butt, which is what you make pulled pork and those kinds of sandwiches and things like that out of, and they cut the pork belly off of it, and that goes off to make bacon. Well, the porchetta, the bacon is left, like, on it. So it's just difficult. You have to go to a butcher and ask them for that kind of meat. So to answer your question, uh, I've made several pork roasts since then. Um, And uh, after the episode, about two weeks later, because the staff was amazing during that week, uh, after staff meeting on Sunday before we started uh, session four or whatever it was, we – we had a huge barbecue and roasted a bunch of stuff on the spit and awesome. had the staff come up and kind of be friends for a while instead of have us, you know, have them be a staff. So that was really cool. That's so cool. Yeah. What's, what's the biggest change you've seen in yourself since uh, being on the show? I think it's uh, realizing that, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't do things before because nobody's going to notice, so why bother? Yeah. And now it's like, well, I'm going to notice, and I, I'm going to care about it, and that's important enough. Yeah. You know? That's true. <laughs> and, and I, you know, before I was like, well, nobody's going to care, so I'm not going to do it. Yeah. And then a year would go by and it was like this really cool thing that I wanted to do and I haven't done it. I'd be mad at myself because I haven't done it, but why do it? Cause nobody's going to care. And after that week it was like, I should do it because I'm going to care about it. And, and then, you know, in that particular situation, the only person that I really have to impress is me. Um, yeah. That's about, yeah. Just making yourself happy versus, um, you know, are other people going to care? Are other people, is it for them? Is it for you? Yeah. yeah. If you like it, do it. Yeah, and, and and I thought about it. Actually, I was just contemplating that earlier today because I drive a lot. And uh, and I was thinking to myself, you know, I, I've had that exact same conversation with Isaac, except it was negative. It was like if you've ever done something and got away with it and you thought, oh, nobody knows. Yeah. Always one person okay. knows you did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's and it, but, but it was negative. 
Right. And so I, I never thought about doing that exact same yeah. philosophy for something positive. Yeah. 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 For sure. Like, yeah. Like you, you could do something you're like, Oh, it didn't hurt anyone. It's like, actually it did hurt this person. Yeah. It hurt you. Yeah. It hurt you. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Right. It hurt you by not. Yeah. And then, yeah. Putting yourself at that same, you're just as, you know, just as good, just as equal, just as worthy as everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that was probably, I carry that with me every day. And then, of course, there's a canoe paddle on my wall that says, today, not someday. I was just going to say today, not someday. That was my favorite part of the episode. Yeah, and I, I wake up to that every single morning now. So uh, I was a huge procrastinator. And there's always, like, you know, something that you could put off. And now I have that little reminder. Like, every yeah. single time that I'm like, oh, I don't feel like doing the dishes. Oh wait a minute! <laughs> I yeah. should apply that to my to the, my dish doing too because I I let them stack up. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, and what does um, Isaac think of all the exposure in the past couple of weeks since it became more public or months? He's he kind of downplays it a little bit. Like uh, he's got a few close friends that he's talked to about it and uh he lives in michigan so um i don't get a lot of like day-to-day -day interaction uh to find out you know how's it, how it's going so he's he's kind of the same uh he he really enjoyed the the watch parties and stuff his mom uh let him come down and just stay for that weekend that the episode dropped and uh i mean he doesn't talk about his feelings a lot but he you could tell, like he was smiling a lot, and he's like, "Where are we going next? And what's gonna?" So, I do love in the episode when you say, "You're not the cute. You're not the only cute one in the family." <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, he doesn't have any brothers or sisters, so he gets a lot of attention from the grandparents wow. and the aunts and uncles and stuff. And so, <laughs> it was nice to kind of take him down a notch a little. Bit. <laughs> he doesn't have a big brother, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, that's great. Um, that was my question about Anthony. Was uh, did he teach you how to make anything else, or just the pork cat? Uh, we did a coleslaw. Oh yeah, uh, with red cabbage, and uh, that was really good. Uh, I'm, I did post not too long ago. Somebody went and found the recipe and and shared it, so I went and copied it and posted it online. And then uh, the the big hit was the cherry dijonese. Mm. That looks so good. It was. It was amazing. Um, and it, it just had pureed cherries. Like, um, so, yeah, that was really, really good. Uh, and, and then the, the bread was pre-made. So, you know, it's just like the rolls. God's gift. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why not the best? <laughs> but uh, An Anthony and I, we, we talked a fair amount, too. Um, that was that was a lot of really really cool conversations, uh, just about about life and and how we deal with stuff and uh, growth. And so you know the the whole thing with just talking about caring for people and and living in the kitchen. It was like he was almost like reading from a playbook from when I still lived at home with Isaac. Mm. That that was our time, and since I was a stay at home dad, all of that period um that is that's where we connected he was absolutely right it was like every morning isaac would be at his little kid 
you know, toddler table and I would be in there cooking and that's, you know, first words, first conversations, all of that stuff happened um, in, in the kitchen. That's so sweet. Is Isaac coming back to camp this summer? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, that was one of the things that happened just before the episode was going on. Uh, was uh, I was just working out some sort of set in stone dates, um, so that it wasn't a matter of like arranging times and pickups and things like that. And so that was really super exciting. Was right before the episode dropped, I finally got like, this is pickup time. This is drop off time. It's gonna be the same every year. Great. Is yeah. he going for like a couple sessions? He stays for five weeks total. Oh, that's like the whole summer, basically. Yeah. I mean, I'm selfish and I want him 15 weeks in the summer, but you know, I, I understand. That's, that's like he gets to stay with you the whole summer. That's so great. And be at camp. Yeah. Do, so, and, do, do some of his friends come or is he has camp friends or? That's probably the hardest part. And one of the reasons that uh, I'm really glad that I made the jump over to Wildwood because he can attend sessions now. Yeah, okay. So basically, he, he gets to go to the activities. If he's not doing the overnight, then I'll just work. Uh, if I have some really on top of it cabin leaders, um, I'll let him travel with their group. Um, so, yeah, he basically gets to uh, be at camp for as many weeks and I think he likes the flexibility, but it's 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 hard for him to make friends here because he's here for such a short amount of time. Right. And so now that he has the camp, and he can at least kind of make friends while he's at camp. And I did find out that he did get contact information. He didn't tell me about it, but his mom kind of looked out of the bag that he uh, he found some friends and he's been hanging out with them. And oh, well, not hanging out because he lives in Michigan, but talking to them on. Touch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so great. Ugh, camp friends, nothing like them. Oh yeah. Almost summertime again. Almost camp time. No, I know. We start groups tomorrow. That's so awesome. Yeah, we got our outdoor school. Our first outdoor school group is tomorrow morning. Is it like ropes courses and like team building stuff and that kind of stuff? Yeah, uh, it's a it's that is a portion of tomorrow. We also have a an outdoor school program, an outdoor classroom. So we'll do uh, pond exploration, and then we'll have a, an observation deck out in the woods we call the treehouse, and uh, we'll go out and let them kind of tromp through the trails, and then uh, we'll, we'll do some sort of suggested reading uh, on the treehouse, and then uh, we have a, uh, a ropes course, static course, but we also have a giant swing and a 40-foot wall of a zip line. Oh, my so, Really fun. <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. So the the group tomorrow will be doing the giant swing in the afternoon. Cool. And then we have a science and engineering day uh, that uh, will be coming up in the next week, and that's kind of fun because uh, we we took a couple of the low challenge course elements and uh, turned them into lessons on simple machines and planning and. Oh, engineering. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So. Yeah. So yeah, they, we do a, a whole thing with the subway where they have to figure out the parts of a fulcrum and a lever. And then once they understand it, then they actually go through and do the subway where they build the bridge and put it in the practical. Oh, wow. That sounds so cool. It's fun. It's a really cool program. I'm glad to be a part of it. And what I love is the program is already pretty 
pretty solid. And so now I'm in a position where I can start building and expanding on all of the other programs that I've seen. Like, man, that's a cool idea. If I ever have a camp of my own, yeah. oh, that's a cool idea. If I ever have a camp of my own, um, that in addition to just kind of putting the full-time uh, camper feather in my hat, I can also like start looking at some of those dream camps that I've always wanted. You know, like I've, I've always thought that it'd be really cool to do a canopy camp. Oh yeah. Where awesome. you don't touch, your feet don't touch the ground until your parents can pick you up. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. I will say like the thing that we like learning about all these different camps has been amazing, but it's also like, Oh, I wish I was 13 again so that I could go to all these camps. Well, that 13 year old is still in there. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I did a trapeze last summer, so. There you go. <laughs> You're very good at it. Very confident. Joey, thank you so much for chatting with us. So this is great. Uh, I'm really glad you guys uh, took the opportunity to talk to me. And Thank uh, you so much for taking the time to talk to us. Thank you, Joey. It was really nice talking to you. Yeah, and uh, it'll let me know, obviously, if i can help expand awareness or anything like that that's going to get me one step closer to making the world more like you so. for sure yeah we will yeah, we have the same goal all right joey thank you so much it was so fun talking to you take care thank you joey have a good night you too. and that's a wrap on season three thank you so much to all the guests that we've had on this season thanks to joey for being our extra special season finale guest um, and thanks to you, all the happy campers out there who take your time to listen to our episodes, who message us and Instagram message us and engage with us. And we are so happy that we get to talk about camp all the time and that you guys like to listen. So thank you so much. Uh, we will see you again for season four. Have a wonderful summer. Day is done. Gone the sun. We out. Bum 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 b